0: It started off ugly, but a dominant second half gives Syracuse basketball its second straight road ACC win. It's a Locked On Syracuse recap episode, and it starts right now. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into your Thursday episode of Locked On Syracuse. Thank you for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. I'm Owen Valentine, breaking down Syracuse's trip to Tallahassee, a 76-67 win for the Orange. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Yes, this episode by the FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On, make every moment more Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. It's a big win for Syracuse, and not in the fact that they, they're they beating a team that's great, right? This is a Florida State team that is struggling, right? Eight and 17 after, after this game. Not great. And they, they they have no wins except for one of Ken Palm's top 100. But here's the breaking news, right? Same thing for Syracuse. That's the same boat Syracuse is in. So even though this has been – right, a really, really bad season for Florida State, and they are struggling, and they continue to struggle, and they have a lot of bad losses. I threw this out there this morning when I recorded the first episode of the day. Uh, I'm talking about Wednesday here as a huge negative in that Florida State has one win in the top 100. So does Syracuse, and that comes over uh, Virginia Tech, who's number 57 at this point in time. But at any point, right, when that's the case and that's what you're looking at, Any win is incredibly massive and Syracuse now 15 and 10 on the season and they walk away victorious in Tallahassee back-to-back road victories for Syracuse. It's hard to get road ACC wins. We talk about it all the time. Uh, It was not pretty from start to finish by any means, but Syracuse walks out of this with a win uh, and heads back home with about a week off uh, until that next game on Valentine's day against NC state. This was a game that a lot happened and, and then a lot didn't happen. It started, and I was going nuts, right? Oh, my. Syracuse with a quick start. They got out to a 7-0 start, including a Gerard three to get things going. I mean, immediately, Malik Brown off the tip for a dunk, and then Gerard hits the three. It was an awesome start, and it's not something that Syracuse does, and it's something that we have looked for and continue to look for. It's a quick start to a half and starting with a bang, and they did. And then they stopped. And Florida State was able to to come back and, and take the lead. And they went into the half up six. And it's something that was worrisome. And a lot of people, myself included, very worried and, and nervous at halftime, thinking there's no way that they, they play this badly and they play this poorly and they walk out of here with a loss uh, in a game like this. And it was ugly for a while. And I, I, I did not expect it to be like that, but it was and Syracuse fought and came back. But, I mean, you look at this, and its I feel like every time Syracuse loses a game to a team they should beat, it's insert random bench player here for the opposing team. Tonight that was Naheem McLeod. Uh, he was – or McLeod, excuse me. Uh, he was outstanding for the first half of basketball today. 14 points in the first half. Just got open look after open look. They were putting Jesse in really, really tough spots. And it worked well, right? You were putting Jesse in two-on-one situations where he's having to make decisions. And as we've learned, right, that decision's hard to make. And you you very seldom can shut down a team or shut down a team for even one possession uh, when that is the case. And you're putting those two-on-one situations. And McLeod was able to do it quite often in the first half. And Syracuse adjusted, and, and they focused up. And additionally, you know, he didn't play a ton in the second half. Uh, which is interesting, and I'm not exactly sure the rationale behind that. Uh, but that was the case. And he only scores two in the second half. And Syracuse in much better control of this game down low defensively. Uh the whole team stepped up on defense, and it was really cool to see. They rebounded a lot better. You got to tip the cap to Chris Bell with a career high six rebounds. They were talking about it after the game. It took him seven games to get his first six rebounds of the season. He did that in one game tonight. Really cool to see him uh, him get some stats that you're not used to seeing out of him uh, and playing a solid game of defense. We'll talk a little bit more about him in a second. This was a fun game, and it was a game where everybody needed to contribute uh, at certain times. And for the most part, it seemed like everybody did contribute in some capacity. Gerard with a very casual sort of sneaky 26 points. He he played a solid game. It was five for eight from three, nine of 16 from the field. Just played strong, played smart. I don't think he forced a ton today, which is good to see. And really nice to see him bounce back after, you know, a stretch of games where he has struggled. And he, yes, he had 18 against BC, but it wasn't a beautiful traditional uh, 18 points. Half of those were at the foul line, uh, and he did not shoot at a good clip in that game. So nice to see him get that sort of return game where it seems like things were a little bit more figured out. He played with a ton of confidence, a ton of aggression, which is cool to see because it's not always what you get from him. So to sort of see the spark he was playing with today, I thought he distributed well. Uh, Two assists, but it felt like he moved the ball even better than that. Uh, I, I liked the game from Joe Girard today a lot. thought he played very composed, smart, energetic, uh, and it's exactly what you need out of, you know, a senior leader and a team that doesn't always have incredible leaders. Uh, it's good to see Joe have a moment today where where that was sort of flying through. 26 points for him. Really, really solid game. Jesse played solid as well. Uh, I, I don't know still to this point how that dunk was so flawless and effortless from Jesse. Just whoop, right over the top. Beautiful. Uh, off the little float pass. And he is able to to just, you know, creative, acrobatic. I don't even know what you want to call it. Uh, fun little flush there. He played a decent game, double-double for him. Uh, I think he finished with, yeah, 12 rebounds, 18 points in this game. Solid game from him. That's what you need out of Joe and Jesse, right? You need them to play really solid games. And that's going to help you. It's going to put you in situations to win. It's going to put you in situations to be competitive against the better or best teams that you are facing off against, and that is massive. So those two combining for, oh boy, 46 points, no, 44 points it is going to be huge. And them getting their fill and doing it pretty efficiently overall, they were 15 for 30, so shooting 50% as a duo in this game is going to be really, really uh, beneficial for them and, and something that you're, you're going to need from Syracuse uh, down the stretch here. I think we might talk about it as a part of our reply to our tweets, uh, if I saw this one correctly. But there's six games left on the schedule, and there are some quality wins lingering in there. Duke could be a quad one. Uh, Pitt on the road could be a quad one. Um, What's the other one? Clemson on the road will be a quad one, right? You've got quad one opportunities on the schedule. you got to start winning games, uh, and and that's going to put you in certain situations uh, where you could be in a conversation. Uh, going into March, or a, a situation where you don't need to win the ACC tournament, but you need to string a few games together in the ACC tournament, there are opportunities for you. Uh, and seeing performances like that from Joe and Jesse uh, in terms of confidence, in terms of effectiveness, is is going to be massive for, for this team closing out the year. Uh, let's take a quick break. And after this, we've got another great performance from a Syracuse freshman. Uh, And it might even be two of them. But until then, let's hear from our new friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel. It's America's number one sportsbook. And we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because they're the number one sportsbook in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now. So you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to the point spread to who will score a touchdown, and that is where this gets really fun. Let me take a look. I'm logging into uh, into my FanDuel app right now to take a peek at what we like to bet in this game. I don't know. I've given some funky ones. And I don't know why they keep asking me to share a bet because I am by no means a bet guy uh, in terms of who you'd want to follow. But let's take a quick look. I think I'm going to go with something a little funky today and and go with maybe a first touchdown scorer or maybe a long shot MVP. Um, Let's see. Anytime touchdown scorer, why not do that? I, I got a feeling he can go off. This is not a good pass defense. Let's go. AJ Brown anytime touchdown at plus 120. How about that for our FanDuel bet of the day? Uh, I would not follow me, uh, but if you do and you win, maybe let me know because that would be cool. Uh, the FanDuel Sports app or Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all, you can get paid for your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash lockdown to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right. We talked about the seniors already. Joe with a great game. Jesse with a strong game. Let's go to the youth here. Uh, And it's the guy that we talk about all the time because, you know, he's on NBA draft boards at this point in time. I think a lot of people Would recommend that he stays. I know Syracuse Faithful would want him to stay. I'd want him to stay. Uh, Judah Mintz has been – he's shown me a lot in the last couple games, and and especially in this basketball game here today. He two points in the first half without a field goal. Uh, and He did not play a great first half, and he came out in the second half and was like, yeah, I'm not in my head today. I am not here to mess around. And he just went off and he did his thing in the second half and he scored at the rim. And then he scored at the rim again. And then somehow took a shot that might've touched the ceiling and then trickles down for the end one. He played an incredible second half of basketball. I love seeing this out of him. He finishes with 16 and he shows you that, you know, the maturity is getting there and he's starting to get more composed. And this was something that I, you know, I talked about in our preview today, uh, He's getting there, and he is showing that even though it's right, it's only been a few months, he is maturing. He's getting more confident. He's getting more comfortable, and he's getting smarter with the basketball. He's not forcing as much. He is making the strong play. He's distributing the ball a lot better than he was to start the year. It's really fun to see, Uh, and he plays an outstanding second half today. That's back-to-back games where things weren't going for him beautifully in the early going. And he didn't let it get to him. He didn't go and throw, I don't know if you want to say, you know, throw a fit. Uh, He didn't get in his head. He didn't go out and try to force things. He let the game come to him. And a lot of that has to do with his defense. He has been an outstanding defender. Um, I'm going to say since ACC play started, maybe a little bit earlier. And it is leading to offense so much for him and so often for him. He's getting steals, and he can finish in transition and finish through contact so well that it has been one of his best assets uh, as of late is being able to do that. He is not the tallest person that you've seen ever play the top of the zone, but he is getting there, and I he leads the league in steals at this point in time. He's playing really solid. It's fun to see him do that, and he is an outstanding Uh, defensive player 68th in the country in terms of steal percentage on Ken Palm, his defense has improved and so is his distribution. And he is very much, and I, I, you know, it's still outside of three point shooting. He is still very much becoming such a fun, well-rounded player uh, that I, I think the ceiling continues to rise for, uh, and the floor is coming up with it. So it's, it's really nice to see out of Judah because of you know there were some instances earlier on in the season where you knew right he started out poorly he was going to play a bad game and he has started to break that mold and now it's okay he started poorly but he can compete and he does compete and then he did it again where you know slower start couldn't get things to fall early on didn't let it get to him bang pounces back and has a strong performance love to see that out of Judah uh the other freshman we got to talk about today is the new number 52 With Chris Bell, something happened with the jersey. He came out wearing number 52, and number 52 gets rebounds. Let me say that. Six rebounds for Chris Bell today. He played a much better game in terms of the, uh, I guess, the hustle plays, the defensive side, the gritty side of basketball. We've seen him have days where he shoots the ball well and and days where he's able to score and get his fill. I'm not even going to say today was really a day like that. I mean, yes, he finishes with 10 points. Uh, but I'm going to give him praise despite a pretty mediocre, at best, offensive shooting performance. He was one for nine from three, including some very, very wide-open looks. Four for 14 from the field for 10 points. But Chris Bell in this game, despite some offensive woes, showed that we are able to see a side of him that Jim Bayheim has been prying to get and has been making empty threats about all season long – and it's finally started to show. Uh, he, he got a couple of rebounds last game, six rebounds today. It's getting there. A little bit more hustle on defense. He's not as big of an issue on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I, I think it's really cool and really exciting that, or if this continues, because of you know, the forward questions that continue to go and continue to happen. So to have this and to be able to build on this, and maybe I don't think he's going to be averaging five rebounds a game, but if he bumps up from the one, one and a half rebounds a game to three, three or four, that's going to be huge for this team. That's going to be incredibly important in extending possessions, in getting out in transition, in limiting second chance points, all things that Syracuse must do in order to win games down the stretch here. Uh, it's, it's going to be something that Syracuse can 100% reap massive benefits from uh, if this is what can become the new norm as we progress with five or six games or with six games left in the regular season at this point. A couple other things to note as I uh, look through the box score a little bit more here. Interesting to see sort of the, the other forward situations. Benny scored two points. Uh, He didn't play poorly. He didn't really do anything. I don't know if I want to say he played all right Uh, somewhere between okay and poor, I guess. Wasn't a great day out of him, I don't think. Uh, He's getting there, but I I thought when he scored on that first bucket for the quick dunk when he got subbed in, this was going to be a better game for him. Justin Taylor didn't really do anything today after a really strong performance against Boston College. Chris Bell did what he needed to do. Malik Brown, back-to-back games where he scored less than five, uh, and his minutes today hurt a little bit, 22 minutes total for the guy. Uh, and five rebounds. So he's still getting his boards, he's doing his thing, but he played 10 seconds of basketball and scored two points and then he scored 20 or he played 21 more minutes of basketball and scored two points. So the scoring from him could improve, but I don't really think you necessarily need him to be a huge offensive threat. if he is the fourth scoring opportunity or the fifth scoring opportunity of the starters like he was today. I think that's a really good sign for Syracuse and their ability to be in a position to win games, right? If Malik Brown is option five amongst your starters in terms of scoring, I think you're playing a strong game and things are going pretty well for you overall. Uh, All right, let's go to Twitter. Let's see what's happening over there. I have taken a quick peek at the replies, but I am going to be blindsided by most of these, I would assume. Uh, First one, Lucas Sachel. Minced at his best Malachi impression in the second half. Complete takeover. Yeah, strong performance out of him in the 2-H. Really awesome to see him battle through that. Uh, he's good. That's really all I can say a lot of the time is he is good. And this is horrible, but thank God his three-point shooting is terrible because maybe we get a second year out of him if the shot continues to be what it is because this guy, he's really, really good. Uh, And he is going to continue to get better and continue to be good. Uh, Good start there. Uh, I like that little Malachi comp to start things off. Uh, Nick uh, Madpad Keepin on Twitter says, This is the Joe we all would have loved to see with any consistency the last four years. Confidence, clean passing and ball handling, big time buckets. Tonight he was senior leader Joe Girard. And boy, was it nice to see. Yeah, it was You don't always see the leadership side of him. I'm not going to say he isn't a leader in most games, but you don't always see it in its full uh, entity, I guess. And today you saw it shine through. And he played a a strong game, a smart game, a composed game, and I think he nailed it. Um, Between the confidence, the passing, the ball handling, and he hit a couple of big threes, right? He hit the shot to, I believe, take the lead or to make it cut it to one. I forget what it was. Uh, They were winning by enough at the end, but he did technically hit the dagger. Um, so yeah, great game out of him. Huge to see from him. Hopefully he continues to, uh, to play like that because there's been you know a week or two stretch where he's been struggling. but the uh, five or six games before that, he was playing like this as well. So hopefully he is back on that grind back in that groove uh, and able to more consistently do this than we've seen in the last couple of weeks. Ned, that's Shred Campbell. On Twitter says Joe with a quiet 26 made it look easy. Yeah, it was pretty composed from him, Uh, and he did a good job. Right, 15 of them are are coming from three, and three of them from the line. But you know, he he hit four field goals in this game, and you know, a little crafty ball fakes and things like that. I think he played smart. He played smooth. He didn't force as much from inside that we've seen him do a little bit, Uh, and and it's going to result in a solid game from him. And as you said, a quiet 26 points and an effective quiet 26 points for him. Uh, Nick, second tweet out of you. NC State, Duke, Clemson, Pitt coming up. Time to prove lessons have been learned. Nothing else matters. I think that's a good take, right? Lessons have been learned is, is a good way to look at it because you've, you've played good teams. And, you know, you played a game against Pitt where you played an awful first half and you were down 21 and clawed it back and it ends up being a two-point loss. But you want to show that you've learned, you've gotten better, your ability to close games out is getting there, and you've got that more late-game experience at this point. Close games with Virginia, close games with North Carolina, close games with Miami. You're getting there, and you're getting more comfortable, and it's starting to reflect in the way Syracuse plays down the stretch. These last two games have been close with 10-ish minutes to go, and Syracuse ends both with with double-figure-ish wins. Uh, Pretty close, right? Both are going to be nine-point victories. Syracuse has been able to extend because they're closing well. Yes, they're you know it's foul situations, things like that help to expand. But they're playing a little bit better in the last two, albeit against lower tier teams. Um, But yes, let's prove or see the improve wins. Rex on season, mix things up, have some fun, uh, and come out of these last six uh, with a decent look and a decent record. Tom loves Lamar. Uh, Let's take a look win five of six and you have a shot at the tourney with a question mark, I'm going to say yes. If you win five of six to close this out and you're 20 and one, are you in at that point? Not guaranteed. You might be in conversations at that point, but you then enter the ACC tournament with a chance to make the tournament without winning the whole thing. If you make the ACC tournament at 20 and 11 and you go in and you win a game or two, maybe three, you can make the tournament without winning the ACC tournament. Five is the number, though. I don't think anything less than five is going to do anything in terms of, you know, making it so you don't have to win the tournament. Uh, And that one loss cannot come to Georgia Tech. That's going to be the other caveat uh, to that. But if you win five out of six, you head into the ACC tournament with a chance to make the NCAA winning two, maybe three games. Uh, I would think two should do it, Uh, but I am not the bracket expert by any means. Uh, I don't think that's what happens. However, if it does happen, they are very, very much on the bubble and in that conversation uh, if they win five of six with the one loss not being to Georgia Tech. All right, we'll take a look at one more. We'll throw a few shout-outs into the air, and uh, we will close things out for today. Uh last one, <clears throat> actually, we're just you know, let's just skip to some shout-outs because I got a few that I want to give out. Uh, first is gonna be it's usually my guy, John Bull that I give the credit to on the bench. Things have started to flip. Kadir Copeland is that guy and that energy bubble on the bench, the energy bunny on the bench. He has been so fun to watch celebrate. He goes nuts, he goes crazy. He is that John Bull energy. And this is not a knock at John Bull saying he is not doing it anymore, but there is a new one in town. They're turning into, I don't know if they're, they're not the enforcers like that, but I I just, I'm thinking towards the mighty ducks and the bash brothers uh, in terms of those two on the bench, just going nuts every time they score. Uh, And every time that team does something, the energy is contagious. It's fun to see. And it's great to see two guys that, are in situations where would they both like to be playing a little bit more? Oh, yeah, right? They both want their minutes. They both want to do their thing. But they're not, you know, moping about it. They're not complaining about it. They are making the most of a fun opportunity. They're having a good time, and they're uplifting their team, which is really awesome to see. Uh, Another shout-out, what else we got today? How about we take a look at Jesse Edwards and the fact that he looked small in this game this isn't necessarily a shout out but just a, my brain is going everywhere close in the episode mcleod made him look small at 7-4 uh with the 7-4 height jesse did not look like the tower he usually is and all i could think about was imagine me standing next to mcleod and seeing that height difference when jesse is looking almost like normal sized compared to him that is crazy Uh, In terms of how this game looked and one of my big observations in here, I will also hand up, I will shout out, not myself, but I will call out myself uh, and we will sort of end the episode here. I claimed that the only reason Syracuse could possibly lose this basketball game is if Florida state got hot from three and Syracuse was losing this basketball game in a game where Florida state shot 25% from three. Syracuse was going to lose this game because of interior play. And I think my direct quote might have even been Florida State cannot beat you on the inside. They don't have the capabilities to do it. I was wrong. Uh, I misread that, mis, uh, misjudged. I would also say I didn't expect a 16 point performance from a guy that averages less than five a game. But that is what happens sometimes in the zone. And when you attack the zone right uh, and, and you've got some smart play, uh, from a team that isn't great, but as you know, Joe, uh, Jim Beheim will say, they're a talented team. They're better than their record might look. Uh, and Leonard Hamilton's a smart coach. So they're able to attack, and that is what you saw there in terms of a 16-point performance from a guy that averages 4.5 per game. All right, that's uh, that's it for today. If you're still looking for a little bit more in the college basketball field, you can check out locked on college basketball our experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court plus hear from big name experts coaches and players throughout the basketball landscape locked on college basketball available on youtube and wherever you get your content and your podcast thank you so much for listening not exactly sure what the friday episode is going to be if you're listening you got something you want to hear about talk about feel free to tweet at us at lo underscore syracuse you can reply on youtube if you want to do that uh any way that you feel comfortable reaching out to us is welcome that is all we've got for you if you like what you heard today there should be a subscribe button there right now Uh, feel free to hit it get our notifications on so you can see instantly when we post up on youtube i'm owen valentine thank you so much for listening i'll catch you tomorrow